Hey, everybody. Hello. Thank you for coming. Uh, thanks for coming to Philly Podcast Festival, and then thanks for Woo. hanging out to see us. This is awesome. I know it's hot as balls out there, <laughs> and you all probably want to be down the shore. Speaking of down the shore, this is like the most, this is the most we've ever prepped for. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just it. You just saw it. Yeah. That That's line right there. there. No, That's as far as we got. Do. The that, rest that is bit. just off the cuff. Speaking of down the shore, our loyal listener, Dan, has asked us to talk about colloquialisms like down the shore, uh, as a lot of people in Philly do. We no, all say, Dan did not show up, though. Dan did, he didn't show he up. He has no. to take care of his babysitting. Baby. His wife is Noble. here. <laughs> well, he's not babysitting. He's dadding. Um, but he... <laughs> That's for another show. That's yeah. <laughs> I'll get on a rant about that. But, um, you know, we all say down the shore, and he was sort of like, Are, do you guys as, you know, supposed language, like, Experts. You could say it, experts. Yeah, do you, mm-hmm. do you say down the shore, even though that's like not real? And it's like, yes, I do. I um, have said that my whole life, and I continue to. Morgan only just started saying down the shore because... Yeah, so I lived in Philly Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, uh since 2002, so a long time. <laughs> and I didn't know about down the shore. We always went to the beach. Because you're Ew. from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and we did not go to New Jersey ever. Um, yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know. Now I do. I love. Now I go down the shore all the time, and I love but it. But I think down the shore is also New Jersey specific. Yes. Like if I was going to Delaware, I wouldn't say I'm going down the shore for Bethany Beach. I would say I'm going to Bethany or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then I specific. roll. I'm just kidding. No, I, I don't. I have nothing against Bethany. <laughs> no, I agree with you. If I'm going to Florida, I don't tell people I'm going down the shore. Well, yeah, that's like it's because you're like getting on a plane or something. It's, uh, okay, but it brought up. So I saw. This, I think somebody might have sent it to me. And this is very bad. I don't remember who. It was on uh, Atlas Obscura, and it's uh, regions of America have their own grammar, just like they have their own vocabulary. And it's this great piece about regionalism and the way we talk in different parts of this country. So, uh, to you two, I would like to ask. What do you call the wheeled device that you push around the store and you put your stuff in? Cart. Just cart? Yes. Or Shopping cart? Shopping oh, cart. Shopping. Oh. What do you say? Like, I've got to get a cart? Yeah, I've got to get a cart. All right. Okay. Okay. So the <laughs> what's, what's the right answer? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think I would say shopping cart. Oh, really? That seems redundant to me. You, who says cart? You s- just cart? cart? All right. So this article says Ohio- Ohioans say shopping cart, and I'm 30 miles from Ohio, so. Well, you used to be. Uh, yeah, that's right. Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that makes sense. But other people call them wagons, carriages, or buggies. What? No. I was going to say buggies. <laughs> Weird. America's so strange. According to uh, Jim Wood, who's a visiting lecturer at Yale, new words are being created all the time, and they're easy to spread. And syntactic constructions, uh, a lot of them are under the radar. And when you talk about the variation, people often aren't aware there's... uh, aren't aware that that there's anything surprising about it at all. So, like, how we're unaware about wagons, carriages, and buggies, (laughs) those people are probably unaware of shopping carts. And that's just kind of how this great country we live in goes. And what is interesting is not just the different words and the different vocabulary and the different accents, is that there's actually 
gra grammatical structures that exist that hasn't really been studied a lot. Like Jeet? Like Jeet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so an unusual, uh, something that's unique to the American South and has no parallel in any language they've looked at so far. This is from the people at the Yale Grammatical Diversity Project, which is like a job I would like to get in on. Yeah. Uh, ha there is a saying down, down South. He, so if I was getting you your beer, I would say, here's you a beer. No, <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> it's not up for debate. It's what people say. <laughs> And these, you a beer. These linguists had never heard about this this grammatical quirk they call it. Here's you a dot dot dot. So uh, somebody heard it when they were traveling in Kentucky and then started to do some research. So the, so the story is this woman um, was buying a stamp and the post office clerk gave her a stamp with a dog on it and said, "Here's you a dog." <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, well, that was weird. But then she kept hearing it um, and eventually wrote a blog about it called Here's You a Blog. What's the one that we talked about, um, about Western Pennsylvania, where they say, like, I have to mow the lawn or something? But yeah, what, what, so that's a different um, one of these. Oh, sorry. Did that's OK. You're jumping well. ahead. Okay, so, here, so here's you. Uh, they, they realized. They, so they start, they, this really intrigued them. So like, OK, we're going we're gonna to look this up. So what's the first thing you do? You put it in Google. Uh -huh. And immediately, they started to find examples all over the internet, mostly on social media and in comments sections of websites. Yeah. And for example, so they wanted to know if you could just, if it's not just here's you, if it could be where's Mia or there's Mia, if it's if it, yeah. takes on different structures. And it, indeed, there's, they found searches for where's Mia Bay? Where's Mia good, decent guy at? <laughs> now, that where's be a lot of structures in one. Where's Mia half ton dodge long bed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even understand one word of that sentence. <laughs> so when linguists think they found something new, they look for the same construction elsewhere. And they go around asking people, like, can you say this in your language? Like, so they, there's examples in French, Russian, Latin, and Hebrew of, of um, here's you a. Oh, weird. But there's no where's, where's Mia. Okay. That's very, very distinct. Okay. <laughs> where's, now, where's Mia half done, half ton dodge long bed has only ever been said once in the history of the world. <laughs> We're better for it. And people wrinkle their noses and say, like, oh, you can't say that. And him and his colleagues have investigated this construction. They found it is mostly used in the American South, stressing, stretching west through Texas. In other words, it seems like the South has invented a way of speaking that, as far as anyone knows, doesn't exist anywhere else in the world right now and may never have. That sounds about right for the South, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I keep looking over here. We, we have, have some a, Southerner. We have a southern, southerner over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard that? Here's Mia. Here's you. Not really, but I, you know, we're talking. Florida is different. It's just different South. But like, it's not. That's, that's it's not mid-central, not, not Central okay. Florida. 
Well, being from being being from Pittsburgh, i.e., the, the Midwest. Yeah. yeah, we do do a lot of uh, the car. The car needs w- washed. Oh, that's what I was. Yeah, talking about, you don't yeah. say like the, the gra- car. The the car needs to be washed. The lawn needs to be mowed. You just say the lawn needs mowed or the car needs wa- washed. If you're my dad. <laughs> I guess I, I like maybe have heard that before, but when someone pointed it out to me, I was like, that is strange that you're dropping those words there, but whatever. Everyone does something different. We have them here. I feel that I was telling them the other day that I just keep learning about how, how weird, weird I are. sound yeah. Yeah, to other people. And like, I think when I f- went to college, I learned about, oh, down the shore is weird and water is weird and stuff like that. But like through the years someone will point and even just like a little over a year ago someone said made fun of the way I said orange it was a bartender and he he like sort of made fun of it and I was like what, what a weird bartender yeah <laughs> and I no tip yeah and um I was like what do you mean I don't understand what you're making fun of and he was like orange I was like yeah orange he was like and he was saying it to be funny. He was like, orange? And I was like, orange. And he's like, it's orange. I was like, what? That's ridiculous. That's not, that, that's not right. And he was like, yeah, the rest of America doesn't say orange. So anyway, that was my well, latest one. That's just rude. Yeah. When I went, so when I moved here in 2002 to go to Temple, I learned within like the first three days that nobody says pop, like for oh, a, yeah, a yeah, carbonated yeah. beverage. You cut that shit real quick. By my fifth day, I never said pop again. <laughs> and I never have since. And now it's just weird. That's right. You don't. Um, but nobody would know what the fuck I was talking about. I'd be like, oh, like, can I get a pop? Do you guys want some pop? And they would just look at me like I was insane. So uh, it was like a self-preservation thing. I just started saying soda. And I hated it. It took me a while. But now I, I've embraced it. Well, you say soda. Well, I guess I say soda. soda yeah. But like... Yeah, I say pop Coke. tax would be weird. A pop, pop tax? <laughs> yeah, they could never pass a pop tax. That sounds like no fun at all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, does anybody? Oh wait, we have other weird thing, weird words we want to talk about. Alethea had a weird uh, regionalist regionalism question. Well, she wants to. She doesn't. She wants to break down the regionalism. <coughs> yeah. Alethea, break it down for us. She wants a cage Here. match. I do. I want, I want The technical winner, winner, I think the technical winner obviously is y'all because people have adopted that across the land. You could argue that it's a conjunction of two words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's not like di- it's a made-up conjunction. It's not a dictionary yeah. conjunction. So, yeah, yous and yins are just made-up words, and but yous is gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so is yins, but it's somehow just like cuter. No, I don't know if cute is the right <laughs> word. No, I don't think so. Think at least it's also... At least, <laughs> at least it's also a made-up word where use is just a wrong word. How is, it, how is it not made up, but how is yin's made up and use isn't? Because you're just trying to pluralize a real word that can't be pluralized. I mean, it can be, but like you don't put the S on is. it. Isn't that the same thing? But it's a fake word. Nobody. 
But it's not a, it's not a contraction. It's a whole new word. I don't know what we're arguing word. anymore because I don't even say use. But I don't know what we're arguing. I'm like, arguing which one has more I'm arguing that y'all is the best, yins is the second best, and use doesn't place. <laughs> All right, fine. And there's and there's I her guess answer. I give in because I have no like real. There's no good argument. You just like state it, so it's right. And it's like I could state the same thing, but no, they're both terrible words. I made an argument. You just chose to ignore it. Right. So for those of you who have uh, never heard this show, has anyone actually heard our show? I know it's like two over here. Oh, there's, uh, there's one in the back. So this is a grammar show, kind of, as you can tell. Um, Not really. The, <laughs> we don't usually talk about yins and yous, but the main well, I, the main reason I submitted the show to the fest is so I could uh, see Linda have a full-on panic attack because yeah. she is not. <laughs> Uh, prepared to uh, be in front of people and did threaten for the past four weeks that she was going to shit her pants. But I think she's doing pretty good so far. Um, so the quick, quick origin of this show is um, I went to my friend Linda, who is an editor. I come from more of the uh, marketing sales uh, business ilk and would ask her questions about emails I write and how do you say things and I'm trying to write persuasively. And I said, this would make a great show. And you guys drink all the time, so we should do this. So I was like, OK, we'll do this podcast where pretty much like I ask you questions and you answer them. And it's this kind of writing grammar show. And then my wife, Morgan, she, she's like, oh, she's going to be a part of it, too. Cool. And literally the day before the show, I kind of bring it up. And Morgan goes, oh, you're on it, too? I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's since it's evolved, now I just produce and edit it. And, um, it turned into a grammar news show. And who knew there was such a thing as grammar news? I did not. Um, breaking so, all the yeah, time. So it's, it turned into a show of us kind of, uh, most of them talking about, which turns out is really important, like the way people communicate and how we say things. With also some grammar questions thrown in there for uh, good measure. And also we get shit-faced while we do it. That too. <laughs> Yeah, the quality of the show definitely like ebbs and flows, like depending on how much we've we've been drinking. <laughs> but one of the things that I think is interesting about the show that we've been doing is um, what people hold on to, like what they get really passionate about that we are surprised about. And I mean, one was definitely that you shouldn't be doing two spaces after a period anymore. Yeah. Everyone. How many people here do that? <laughs> two oh spaces, my yeah. God. So essentially, Linda's laughter says "fuck you" and die. So yeah, yeah. yeah so it's pretty much guys, like two assholes you telling you why you write things and, incorrectly and, and go out. Yeah. I seriously could not believe how many people couldn't get over that. We had to go over it again and again and again on the podcast because people are like, "I'm sorry, can you talk about it again? I haven't quite gotten it yet." I'm like, "Just don't do two spaces after a period. How hard is that?" So if you want to be belittled, you should definitely check out our show. No, in the way, in the way you're right. That's thing that I really like can't believe that people still do I guess and I'm sorry I mean I'm in my own world too so I get it that like people aren't you know Linda goes to a grammar conference so So what else are uh, are yeah so another thing that people got really um, interested in was uh, how you do email sign-offs and so what I'm saying is the things that people have really you know, clung on to are things that I think are just across the board, like and things that they actually use in their everyday life. Yeah. So it's not like uh, we can talk about, you know, reflexive and whatever. But like that's not what people list, seem to really care about when they listen to the show. They care about, you know, what is what we all use communication. And so the email sign-offs got a lot of traction as well. And people were like, well, what should I use if I can't use best? What, what about re- like regards doesn't work? Uh, you know, and, um, 
to be that wasn't clear, our this opinion. show has never taken a stance on no, female we've never taken because <laughs> that's uh, that's just bizarre. I don't really care, but there's people who we care and write articles about it and about and like and right. similar to how we belittle all of your double spaces. <laughs> These people are just yeah. go crazy with anger and frustration over sincerely or regards or best or warmly. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of articles about how to do email sign. I mean, I think and nothing's the, good. That, I, I mean, that's the spoiler alert. Nothing is good. Is everybody who writes an email that requires a sign off so you're like at work it's just it's all bullshit and your intentions are not true no matter what you write so maybe so that's what you're so speaking of which <laughs> speaking of which yeah. new york magazine new york magazine's the cut just wrote an article that said it's time to stop writing i hope you're well in emails which <laughs> reminded me of alicia i'm sorry that you're like the star of the show today but um they basically so uh uh, Dana Evans says, there comes a time in every person's life when she must stare directly into the abyss and without thinking write the words, I hope you're well. No person is safe from spouting out this meaningless salutation and emails have begun to feel incomplete without it, which is exactly right. I mean, it's kind of like, um, how do you start an email, especially like a cold call email or like a um, an email to someone in your company who you don't really know or to, or to in another company. And um, we were talking about it, and it's just like, uh, I try to be super specific. So I even if I don't know the person, I try to be like, I hope you're enjoying the weather today or something. But if I don't know where they... So now I work for a that's company. What you, that's what you came up with? Well, it's better than I hope you're well, I think, even though I do write that all the time. What Just ask for what you want. Nobody cares. But that doesn't that seem like... So she makes the point here to say that emails used to be really utilitarian. Just get mm -hmm. to the point, say what you need. But now, since they've almost replaced letters, they've become more... Personal. Yeah, more personal. And yeah. so people feel like they need to really treat an email like a letter. And you can't just like say, hey... Um, where's that report that I asked you for? You have to be like, hey, hope you had a great weekend. I hope you're doing well. Give me the fucking report. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Do you have a solution for that? or? Um, I mean, you're like a PR person, so. Yeah, I have to uh, bullshit <laughs> you should be good most at of the time. Uh, it's just yeah. straight up Stop giving away the secrets of uh, PR. Oh, yeah. The, the secrets are uh, no lie. Uh, <laughs> basically, that yeah, pretend you care, make up lies, and then stand behind them. Uh, oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> right? That makes me really sad. <laughs> uh, there is, um, I, I think, as far as it goes, so when I'm doing professional emails, I. I'm doing more ego stroking if it's a cold call. Like I'm not saying I hope you're well because that is hollow and they per the person I'm writing probably got 100 I hope you're wells before I wrote. So it requires a little bit more research and being like, hey, Kevin, like I saw the article you wrote in May about the best burgers in Portland and I totally agree with whatever. Like That was so cool. Now like write about my burger that I'm right. at my client's restaurant and it's this is why it's cool. Like it's, you, it's just having this false sense of connection with somebody and trying as hard as you can the author here says that like people just naturally now are starting to skip the first line or two lines of an email because they just assume it's the intro bullshit that like yeah. no one cares about. That's just get to use, the point. That's why you got to But bowl. without it there, it's kind of like, yo, whoa, what's with the hostility, you know? It's like putting a period at the end of your text message. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Which for those of us that aren't millennials, that's a thing now is it's very hostile. Yeah. 
if, if you, you use period. If you use punctuation. Ever. No, you can no, use just exclamation points. Oh, and exclamation marks. Period. But like three or four. Yeah, okay. Never mm-hmm. a single yeah, no period. No periods. In case you guys missed it, because we did uh, no periods anymore. It offends anyone under the age of like 26 or something. And if you are going to use one, single space. Yeah, please. So. <laughs> please, single space. Uh, PSA. Please, single space. So, Brian, you write a lot of like sales emails. Do. How do you start them off? Um, or is it depends. there? Okay. You know, Morgan, do you, right, do you hope people are well? You know, you know what I do that because we were talking about is not sales emails, but emails to people I work with or clients or whatever that I haven't talked to in a while, but I know them, and it's rough to not put like hope you had a good summer, or something. So I'm not just like, hey, just check in, blah 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 blah. But it is, it's very tough to not do that, and I'm schooled to not do that, but it's hard. Okay, so, so yeah, Dana gives that, she, um, she gives two options. Yeah. Either say nothing at all and jump, jump right into the subject of your email. Brilliant. Or find something, literally anything, to prove that you are not a robot built for the mundane task of churning out rote correspondence. Sometimes I like to comment on how hot it is outside. Like, are you dis- are you surviving this disgusting heat wave? And sometimes I like to throw in current cultural commentary. Did you catch Merman Phelps race last night? Or sometimes when I'm strapped for anything interesting to say at all, I find a slightly more nuanced way of suggesting that I hope this person is well without saying I hope you're well. Perhaps, right, is life in Chicago as great as it looks or is summer treating you nicely? I find that worse than... I would just give me like, hope you're well. It's like, yeah, man, I'm well. Let's get on to it. Not the. Well, so when just we, like, fuck you. You don't care about me. When we were sent this article, I was. Most people don't care about me. I may be <laughs> this, alone in that one. This level of like getting. That's a different couch yeah. that you need to be on. Getting, it, <laughs> getting into it and like making sure that like you're not making somebody feel bad by saying, I hope you're well. And I was, so I responded when, when we were sent this article on Facebook with, I hope you're feeling however you want to be feeling at this time. <laughs> Some sense. Uh, at the end, she says, and if the thought of leaving out any introductory pleasantry at all makes you uncomfortable, an exclamation point in your greeting should do the trick. It's nearly as hollow as I hope you're well, but it takes up less than half the space. Fun! Exclamation point. <laughs> so, no, no real solution, but there you go. That's the thing that people are annoyed about. And that's basically what we do on the show is give uh, the thing that everyone is annoyed about with no solution. (laughs) Absolutely no resolution. (laughs) And then usually we take a drink break. Drink break. And a bathroom break. And then we get back to it. (laughs) Do you guys need drink sauce? No, we brought many. (laughs) We look uh, ridiculous. Can I ask our friends in the back just to take a picture? Thank you. You have a good vantage point. (laughs) Uh, All right, moving on. Moving on. I think Morgan's got something to say. Yeah. So I want to dive deep into the moist Uh, crevice of phlegm. I feel like I can't be here. Morgan, that's our other show. I want to talk about word aversion. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's a big word. Moist is the biggest one, I think, right? Uh, one in five of us are grossed out by moist. Raise your hand if you're grossed out by me saying moist right now. Oh, gross. <laughs> it is gross. Oh, you guys saucy are saucy audience. You guys are troopers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's grosser to you if you are female, young, kind of neurotic, and more educated. <laughs> okay. I guess. Wait, 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 what data backs that up? What study was that from? An insane study that's page, pages and pages and pages ah. long. I found a synopsis of it on 
glamour.com. Why don't you read all the pages? Uh, but it was in like a medical journal. It was real. And the, the scientist, uh, or the, I don't, sorry, I just said scientist. That was, I don't know what his job is. The person who did this study called it a moist crevice for word aversion in semantics, not sounds. Um, so this study was crazy, but Glamour, I looked at it to be, see like, oh, you know what, I bet I was, I was harsh on Glamour and I thought that they didn't, they probably didn't do a good job. They just like top-lined or just wanted to write a boy uh, yeah, moist. Yeah, I would probably think the same thing. Uh, but I looked at the study and they did a great job, so good, good for, for you. Good for uh, Glamour. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. <laughs> so this uh, professor, Paul Thibodeau, PhD, he might just know why it makes our skin crawl, according to work published in this journal, and it has nothing to do with how the word actually sounds. So other words that gross people out are <laughs> moist, crevice, slacks, slacks. luggage. <laughs> luggage. What? Yeah. But in the in the realm of words, are these people in the south, <laughs> or is this? What was the study on? Here's you some slacks. <laughs> you some got some moist slacks. Better <laughs> put them in that luggage. Disgusting! You're cut off. <laughs> uh, in the realm of words that have a nasty and bodily connotation that t- turn people off, like moist, phlegm, and puke. This uh, doctor thinks these, this aversion might be... I, I'm starting to get grossed out by aversion. Um, <laughs> might be evolutionary. If we didn't have an instinct to run away from vomit and diarrhea, <laughs> disease would spread more easily. Okay. And that's the so, only reason why we run away. Uh, <laughs> for the, for the, the sanctity uh, of mankind. <laughs> uh, so the, the more that we realize that those things are gross the more that we associate those words with gross and then we get to where we are today and um, the more we interact with each other the more association becomes cemented in our psyche which leads to the next point which is there could be a social or cultural aspect to it you go with the fact that it's gross because other people think it's gross so maybe you never thought that moist was gross, but then everybody keeps talking about how gross it is, and then you say... I think that's why I think moist is gross. <laughs> like, I do that for a lot of moist. things. I do that for a lot of things. A friend of ours um, only uses blue pens, and I used Ugh. to work with her, and I was like, I guess I hate black now. Like, I would always, like, use blue <laughs> pens, even though I had no If anybody here it. has a cult, I've got your girl. <laughs> well, that's I won't write with a blue pen. That's interesting. Well, like, it's like someone else like neurotic thing like I think I'm like naturally kind of neurotic sometimes and so if I see that someone else is being neurotic on something that I'm not neurotic about I'm like well I guess that's what I have to get in on like I have to start being neurotic about that thing too Wow. and it just naturally happens but I think that's what happened with me with moist and how I can't have my back to doors so, so. Spe- what are you, the wow. mafia? That, well, hey, pod kettle, you can't sit with your back to the door either. Well, don't talk about that. <laughs> when we go to restaurants, I always have to have the door back spot. Oh, that's very gentlemanly of you. <laughs> I want to get shot first. Right. Oh, gosh. Uh, I keep thinking of the word abscess. That's gross. I know, as you were saying, gross words. Yeah, yeah. What else, what do people think is gross? Snacks. 
Snack. Snack. <laughs> Don't be around my four-year-old daughter. That's all she says. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Eyeball. Came well, quick you with think those. Of, like touching an eye. Blog is gross. Blog is okay. gross. You know what's grosser than a blog? Web blog. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, a blog about snacks. I don't Ooh, like not uh, for you. <laughs> Snack blog. Um, I don't like nape of the neck. I don't like yeah. that turn of phrase. Yeah. Anybody that else? grosses me out. No. no. You're, you're all comfortable with, it, with English language. Stomachs of steel. Wait, okay. well, what is the what is the like reasoning behind the luggage and slacks? I don't know. That that was way too far into the study for me to get to. Because <laughs> <laughs> the the study was so gross. You don't understand the words and the. It was so okay. gross. But I just thought it was funny that slacks and luggage were up there with moist and crevice. Um, but so Can another. You just stop saying all this. Another <laughs> worst segment we ever done. Another great research institution, People Magazine. Yes. <laughs> did an experiment. Yes. Where they had. They people, regularly find out who the most attractive people are. I believe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're scientists. Yeah. <laughs> they had people watch a video of People Magazine's sexiest man, men alive, <laughs> which were determined by science. Yeah. Saying. And as this Glamour article puts it, the M word, moist. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, compared with another group who watched people saying moist as a way to describe cake. Uh, and the actors would nod approvingly. They would take a bite and go, mmm, moist. And then they had the groups like rate how disgusting those videos were. Yeah. <laughs> and the group watching hot men say moist found it much more disgusting. <laughs> That makes sense. Science. <laughs> Nothing worse than a dry cake, though. Yeah, that's true. That's, this that's is grosser than the word moist. That's probably the only time I use the word moist is uh, describing cake. I was just thinking about, like, doesn't Duncan Hines or something put right on the box yes. moist? Yes, they do. I, like, have wondered before about that, like... Are they not worried about people? Do they not aversion? read this study in Glamour magazine? <laughs> Did they not read Glamour magazine? Yeah, I guess not. I think more people love moist cake than hate That's true. the word moist. That's true. Yep. Um, so, speaking of moist. Um, oh. Yeah. Ingadget.com says Tinder says that <laughs> gifts and emojis lead to emoji lead to better connections. Which word do you guys find? Are, are you more of averted? What's the word? Averse? averse. Oh, thank you. No, let's go I'm with not the aver- grammar let's guy. Let's go with averted. More averted to uh, GIF or JIF? JIF. JIF, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, we'll stick with GIF then. We'll right. stick with GIF. Thank you. Um, so according to Tinder's research, GIF messages... Do they use the same science as people probably, Yeah, probably. Uh, GIF messages are 30% more likely to receive a response than non-GIF ones. So the company also found that conversations with gifts were two times longer than those without. Um, so users have sent 100 million anim- animated images since the feature launched in January. Wow. So how did people hook up before you could send gifts? I think that they didn't. And the thing is that they say like. <laughs> 
Obviously, that's a lie. You know who there's that study that just came out that American women are having less babies than ever? Yeah. It's probably the lack of gifts. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Wait till this year's data comes out because through the roof. Through the roof with all Overpopulation. this gift usage on Tinder. So um, they were saying that like since again, the openings of messages, when you like match with someone, the openings of messages are really difficult for people to write because- Hey, I hope you're well. Do you want to hook up? <laughs> so a lot of people use emojis or GIFs and apparently they're like a lot more effective because it takes longer to get to know that person is an idiot <laughs> or, or not. So um, if you're- I mean, let's Let's be honest. If you, so, Linda, you're out there. You're on Tinder. Yes. You. Uh, hey, Anthony. My husband is over there. <laughs> this is a, a Tinder success story. Hypothetical. Give it up. Words to do. So you you match up with Anthony and right. you guys make plans and then to confirm your plans he sends you a friend gift, like from the show Friends. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, and you follow up with a 76ers gift. <laughs> That would be pretty impressive. That's some sexual chemistry brewing right there. Yeah. Does he know that I like friends? No, maybe he just you, did he's it. also a fan. You do talk about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to this podcast. But he so <laughs> he knows you like friends. Yeah. He pulls up the gif and he sends it to you. I think it, I just think it's a good way to know people's um, pop culture frame of reference and sometimes like the gifts I'm most likely to use are Mariah Carey, Real Housewives. Obviously. To express my opinions or my emotions, uh, that's what I'll go to. And so if I'm yeah. communicating, you're very shallow. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, Mariah oh. Carey no, has emotions called emotions. Emotions run deep. Have you ever watched a Real Housewives reunion? Oh, that's some of the okay. realest shit you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, emotions run wild in Real Housewives reunions. They had a flip table, and it wasn't even a reunion yeah. yet. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Oh. yeah, somebody got beat with a it megaphone. poetry. <laughs> Stand corrected. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's a way to gauge if you're compatible with somebody, if you think the same things are funny, if you... Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, but do people here, like, regularly use GIFs in their communication? Yeah, yeah. And Dan, longtime listener Dan, who can't be here tonight. Um, yeah, I have like tried to use them more because I love them so much when other people send them to me. But I usually don't like put enough effort into my like communication, I guess, to use them. But I appreciate I them on Twitter. I use them on the at drunk on Twitter. Words I do Twitter uh, account. Yeah, yeah. I like um, you know if somebody says that they like the show. It's like it's like oh thanks. It's hollow. It's like I hope you're well. It's like if I can find like a good gif yeah. that really expresses what I'm feeling. Well, don't you regularly do uh, whale gifts? Yeah, whale gifts. <laughs> Is there a hope you're well gift? I hope you're whale. whale. I hope you're. <laughs> <laughs> there should be. Because if they had one, that is how you could start your emails, and then you could maybe sell your thing and also maybe get laid. Can you just start under. <laughs> Can you just start undercover, like not say anything, just start your email sign off, say, I hope you're whale, comma, Linda, and see like how many people respond to that? Like, did, yeah. like oh. Oh, like, was that an auto? Because Linda really, so Linda loves, loves whales. As, as I've heard on this podcast, has spent hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars to try and see one, has yet to see one. So she literally does hope that you're a whale. She really does hope yeah. you're a whale. Yeah. I do. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. I've spent a lot of money to see whales, and I've never seen one in real life. In what if, except that. at SeaWorld, which now I hate because of blackfish, obviously. Yeah. Because someone told me to. Someone yeah. told her to Just like it. someone told me to hate black pens and the word moist and having and my whales. back to a door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not whales, SeaWorld. No. SeaWorld. But what about emojis? Do y'all use emojis? In our communication, much more than gifts, it's easier. I get it. Well, I think there's um, there's a school of thought out there that like people's use of emojis and gifts is actually hurting their communication. Like they they're not as good at writers. Uh, definitely. I just said I couldn't express myself as well as I could. With yeah. A gift. <laughs> but like, I also think it's just another form of communication. Like, I just I don't think it's like. Uh, first of all, when you send like work emails, you're not sending gifts. I guess like. Probably not. Have done it. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I just think that, like, you know, there's there's a certain amount of people who are like, Ugh, these young people and their gifts and whatever. And I can probably be, like, doing that sometimes, too. Like, being like, young people are terrible. But, like, um, I don't think it's affecting language as much as people like to think it is. Like, I think that there are a lot of factors, and you just point to one thing. I actually think it's more creative, like that the people who are using GIFs and emojis are probably using more, you know, more of their creativity than someone who's just straight up writing something. So I don't agree that it's, um, you know, ruining English language. All right. Just FYI, if you were wondering what I thought about that. (laughs) So the moral of the story is if you want to get some dick, send a GIF. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I guess so. I had to bring it real to the show. This okay. is how we right. really talk. We were getting oh. too clean. Shorthand? Like, yes. Like, That's a good point. Um, I think the... I do that in my texts. I, I think the reason where I... Or the way that I... The reason I cringe about that sometimes is because I think that people then don't know how to spell that word. Um, I've said on this show before that people have said to me before, um, so when is it tonight, like T-O-N-I-G-H-T, and when is it tonight, like T-O-N-I-T-E? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. If you're sending a GIF over Tinder and say, let's meet up tonight, it's probably N-I-T-E, but it's like not ever anywhere else. Like, and that's the only time that I think that, I mean, that's the only reason that I get upset about the uh, shortened words. I also don't think it's like that much harder to write out the words via in text and stuff. You're probably only saving a few letters, and autocorrect probably like pops up the word anyway, and you can just press the space bar and it, and it, um, populates, but um, listen. If the millennials can't even use a period, you think that they're doing the right uh, word? This is where I get like in the show, like I'm such a curmudgeon about some things. I like try to be super open-minded, but I'm not. Um, but I do love things like TLDR. Too long, didn't read. I love stuff like that because it makes me laugh. But though, does not with just T H O or whatever. It doesn't make me laugh. It makes me cry. <laughs> I'm a big fan of NT in an email, which the first time I got to look it up, where you, what, I don't, I don't what know does what it that mean. Is. It's when it just means no text. No text. Oh. It's when it's oh. what you want to say is in the subject line. Because the first time I got that, I was like, oh, what okay. does that mean? Okay. But now that's the shit. You just put your thing in the subject line, <laughs> and then you put like N slash T or NT. And so you're like basically texting each other Ex- right. through email. So when you're like in the 
corporate or whatever world, yeah. it's like you can do that. But there's a good chance the person doesn't know what that means too, if depending yeah. how old you're. You should put and a then gif in the body feel dumb, of somebody and then being you, like, no text. You win. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should Yeah, do. you shouldn't have no text. You should have gifts in, in your emails. Sure. Yeah, being like, ha-ha, gotcha. <laughs> and this is how we help everyone through our podcast. <laughs> That's it. Did you want to... Any questions from anybody? No? Yes. I actually um, like have taken LOL to like another level of like I'm almost just like making fun of it when I use it and I'd be like oh my god that made me LOL so much at my desk or something but I don't mean to say like in like such a casual term I'm kind of making fun of it so I do mean LOL, but it's like italicized. <laughs> I say, I say lol. Lol, yeah. And I just, it's one of those things. Like I used to, I, I used to write full words in my text and then like over time it's just like devolved and now I'm like, lol. Yeah, lol, you, through, tonight. Like I don't yeah. like, and now, and I never did LOL because I would be like, that's not real. Nobody's really laughing out loud. But then I, it's like, you know, I, I, I learn and I'm like, oh, it doesn't even mean that. It just it means like, yeah. lol. Like it doesn't mean you're laughing out loud. It means like, it, it's its own word. You think it's funny. I got a good yeah. LOL for you. So I have a great aunt who is, I don't know, 70 something who doesn't think oh, she is. 80 something. Honey. 80 something. Uh, <laughs> doesn't think she want to be that old. Got really mad at Morgan for call, referring to her as a great aunt. I as introduced to her as a great aunt just at an a aunt. baby shower. And so, um, she does not uh, apparently thought LOL meant lots of love. So when someone unfortunately and passed, she loves, loves, loves Facebook. She also loves, on loves, loves Jesus and gambling. So she'll be like, it's all, she also loves all caps. So yes. it'll be like, praise Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And it's like Atlantic City, <laughs> so the, the geolocation. So she apparently thought, or does, I think still, because I recently saw it, thinks it means lots of love. So when someone sadly passed away on Facebook, she's like, what did she would say? She would post on their wall, like, sorry for your she's loss. Like, sorry for loss. LOL. <laughs> so that's where communications and language and all this yeah. word shortening can... Uh, it can really get you in trouble. Yeah, that is a big one. Um, we, I love the word and the brew. We have a whole episode <laughs> about John. It's on tap here in a and, and about the beer. I recommend checking out our back catalog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's just like another like uh, colloquialism. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I would like to I know like if there's lot. other words like that in other um, areas. Yeah. I read an article once that like someone was like, oh, that originated in New York, and all these people were like, no, it didn't. Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> they were like so upset. Um, yeah, so I think uh, John's a great word. I have uh, only positive feelings about it, <laughs> yeah. about, about the word and the beer, <laughs> which I often drink on uh, on while we're recording the podcast, and I always say that I'm like so boring because I'm constantly drinking either like John or something from Victory, or like John again, and it's like, God, I really need to like start expanding my horizons past uh, Philadelphia. So we're open and willing to any booze sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're Not at like time. Miller Lite, though. Time. Thank you guys so much, Morgan. Where can everybody find us? We are at drunkwordnerds.com is uh, where you can find links to everything. The podcast is called Drink, Drank, Drunk. Find us on iTunes or whatever you use. 
I know I have an Android, no discrimination. Mm -hmm. uh, and our, uh, our handles are drunk word nerds on everything. 